0: Mark Gregory recently comp- completed his PhD in the field of chemistry at the University of Melbourne. When he's not mixing chemicals in the lab, he is running laneway learning and playing rugby and organising weekends away to somewhere he's never been before. Please make Mark Gregory very welcome. Good evening, everyone. Welcome. Um, I've just realised after this introduction that I'm probably not going to give the most traditional uh, labra story talk, so keep your expectations pretty low. Um, <laughs> when I first emailed Nat and asked about what, what happens at labra story, you know, what, what do people talk about? She said, you know, talk about your hero, why did you get into science? And I suppose the typical names kind of get thrown up there, you know, you're Newtons, Einsteins, all these kind of faces. and. And you go, oh, it's boring. People have probably already spoke about that. I don't really know. Um, and then you go, okay, what's next on the list? Probably Nobel Prize winners. Yeah, okay, let's let's look through that list. And then you're like, oh, no, that's probably boring as well. People have probably spoken about all those people. And then I thought, well, what about the the unsung heroes? You know, the people that don't get the the accolades that all of these people do. And the first one that kind of came to mind is probably one that most of the crowd is familiar with, the Rosalind Franklin story um, to do with the structure of DNA. And then I was like, ah, oh, somebody's probably already spoke about her as well. I've got, I've got no hope. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then I thought about why. Why do people get forgotten in the, in the science world? Why do people not get the accolades that same, some other people do? Um, And doing a little bit of research, I came across uh, somebody that's actually, you you may well have heard of, Edward Charles Pickering. Um, He ran the observatory at Harvard College back in the um, late 1800s. Um, He was, you know, very, very popular for his time. Everybody knew what he was up to, but there was a lot of names underneath that. And I think that's kind of, similar to to the modern day science you know there's there 's a big name at the top, and then the people kind of doing the work underneath don 't get maybe the accolades that they could or should get um, and back in this day they they were called the the pickering uh, Harlem the lots of women that were doing a lot of the work in the observatory, so names like Margaret Harwood or Joanna Mackey you probably haven 't heard of maybe Pickering you have, so it got me thinking about so. You have, maybe a long time ago, the people that were the unsung heroes are maybe unsung because of who they are or you know their gender or maybe their, um, maybe their social class. Someone like Mary Anning in the early 1800s was the first to discover dinosaur skeletons, but because of her social class and background, she never managed to progress herself into a scientific career. Um, and it got me thinking about, well, maybe... Unsung heroes. Maybe that's changed over time, um, as you know, we progress as society. We manage to, you know, make things a lot better for people, and you know, women are a lot more prominent in the science world now, which is fantastic. I mean, we've still got a long way to go, but we're getting better for sure. Um, and I was thinking, what makes an unsung hero? And I think it depends on your perspective. In the modern, um, you know, field of research, we look at um, you're looking at a very complicated world. It doesn't matter what area of research that you're in; you have to have a very broad knowledge, especially when you get to a PhD level, and you can't just focus very solely on one thing, you have to be able to do all of these different analytical techniques, all of these different things. Um, So, to me, the unsung heroes are the people that help you through your your studies. Maybe from from the outside world, for people that aren't students, then they might tell me something different. It might be the students themselves or the postdocs that are doing the work. But to me, the unsung heroes are the you know the lab technicians or the people that help you through as a student. Um, in in modern modern world research, there's a lot of expensive and technical equipment, and you cannot let students anywhere near that without any kind of training at all. Um, and having people to look after that equipment and help the students through with their um, you know, what's the latest in that area, you know, is there a new technique that they could use to get the result that they need? Somebody that's keeping track of all of that stuff for you makes things considerably easier as a a research student. Um, So I want to go through my list of unsung heroes. Um, First up is a man called Hamish Grant, and he runs the NMR facility at Melbourne University. And... I don't know if everybody knows what NMR is. I'm hoping that NMR is something that people know. But it's a, a regular thing that people use, uh, chemistry people use. And Hamish Grant is somebody who runs a facility. It's got, I don't know, 10 different NMR machines in there. He keeps them running, trains new users all the time. There's a lot of students coming through, making sure things don't get broken, you know, sending emails around saying, you can't do this, you can do this, you can't do that. And, but it's also about him going to conferences, learning the latest thing about NMR and be able to have that person that you can go to and say, hey, I want to know why this is happening. Do you have some kind of technique that can help me give that answer to the rest of the world? And that's, that's the kind of unsung hero that doesn't get mentioned when you're talking about this person's done this amazing work, but maybe just had a conversation with the, the guy that was running the NMR facility and he said, why do you do this experiment? And they go, voila, you've got a, the magic answer to your questions. Uh, In the same breath, you could talk about uh, Nick Williamson or Paul O'Donnell in the mass spec facility. Uh, They run multiple mass specs worth, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, Again, that you wouldn't want to let a student near without some kind of training, but it's it's the way that they can, you know, they're in the know of what's happening. Um, They know what machines to buy. They know how to maintain it and you know that's always running spick and spam when you go down there on a Monday morning ready to run your stuff. And the last person that I want to speak about is somebody that's been at uh, the University of Melbourne for a long time. His name's Les Gamble, and he is the uh, in-house glassblower, which is um, not something that every university has, um, but Les has been working at the University for many, many years, and as a chemist, um, you're glassware is essential for everything that you do Um, and whether it's repairing stuff that you've broken uh, before your supervisor finds out um, or whether it's Going going to him with a problem that you have, you want to do an experiment, but it's hard to do with the glassware that you have, and him saying, well, you can just join this on here, and join this on here, and you can make this thing, and it will work perfectly. And you go, hmm, okay, all right, we'll I'll give you a week and see what happens. And then he comes back with this huge piece of kit, and you go, okay, all right, well, I suppose I should give it a go. And it's that it's that kind of knowledge, and it's somebody like that that you can go and speak to and say, hey, Can you help me out with this? And they've got that knowledge ready to go that allows new heroes to be born. Um, So thanks to all the unsung heroes out there. Hopefully, one day, we'll all become heroes because of them. Thank you very much.